0: This is the Christian artist. Honoring Christ through creativity. My name is Connor. My name is Caleb. Welcome to the 29th episode, almost up to 30. What?
1: Crazy. So, today we are answering a listener
0: question. Well, not really a question.
1: It's more like a hey, do this from Carly. Uh, she wanted us to uh, give her tips on how to make her story more interesting. Yes, so, indeed. So, first of all, I would like to ask the question what is your story about? oh that's very interesting oh yeah you don't you don't need our help with this that is that is
0: interesting <laughs> alone as it is you do realize that you can't actually hear carly through the microphone
1: yeah i'm using my telekinesis
0: oh okay
1: that's how to make your story more interesting <laughs> you use
0: telekinesis just throw telekinesis into your story
1: it makes it way more <laughs> it interesting it's a british romance yeah especially if it's a british
0: romance Anyway, Carly's specific question was, "How does how do you make a reader more interested in the characters and the plot?" Um, and so I put together a list of some tips, and then obviously we're going to think of more if we go on, um, just to help Carly with uh, making their, her story more interesting, um, and obviously anyone else who's writing stories, such as me. <laughs> I'm talking to myself right now because I need to... It's funny. I was actually going through revisions on my first chapter of uh, To Look Skyward. Not the prologue, the first chapter for uh, my creative writing class because I was submitting that as my final project.
1: And I care about this.
0: Because we're talking about stories and I feel like it's relevant.
1: Oh, you're you're talking about... You're not talking to me. You're talking to the listeners. No, I'm talking to the listeners. The listeners might be interested.
0: Okay. Um, And it was interesting to go through that. I revised the heck out of that chapter because I, I started reading it and I was like, this is not very good, and I was like, "Oh, this is kind of sad." I I, re- I know why yeah, people I mean, didn't really like this first chapter. Now you put the words "the heck" into it. No, I... <sighs> Oh, there's, there's a dog, the dog outside. I don't know if you could hear that, but there's a dog. Um, but I don't know. I was going through it and stuff like that, and I was trying to get the the do these kind of things. I was trying to like nail his characterization, my main character ca- characterization, in the first chapter because to a cross. It, No, because that was one of the main problems people were having with the story was that uh, like that first chapter made Kirillon out to be like this petty child. And I wanted some of that. I wanted him to come off as somewhat ignorant of how the world works and like somewhat childish. But he came off as basically a spoiled brat in that first chapter. And, And so I went through and ironed that out a lot and made him much more competent and much less whiny. So I think I think it really benefited from that. So we're gonna go through this and try to make the uh you know help you guys make your stories more interesting by making characters um engaging and making plots relevant and you know interesting and fascinating. So and
1: right off the bat, we will say that this is not your your uh ooh add another kick and another punch to this fight scene. This is not the uh, the um add interesting things to your book philosophy. Yeah, no, it's it's. Well, it's, we're, we're talking about, this is not the classic, you know, like, like the modern TV show kind of interesting. We're not talking um, about, you know, adding, add an
0: explosion.
1: <laughs> yeah. We're not, we're talking about making your story and your plot and your characters more interesting, not more,
0: um, not thrilling. More. No, not, not more, not, more. <laughs> not just more, more of what we want to make them more interesting, not just more. So just adding stuff just for the heck of it, because you think that will make them more interesting. Now, a lot of yeah. times t- toning, toning things back or just switching things around will make it more interesting rather than just adding something new. Because if you keep adding things, eventually it's going to get way too complex and just confusing. So I have a list of here of how to make characters more interesting and then how to make plots more interesting. So I thought we would just kind of go through these and, and see what we think. So the first one for how to make a character more interesting, um, I just kind of did a quick Google search and found some some quick tips Um, and then, you know, added some of my own too, but one of the ones that, um, I've heard a lot from a lot of different writing, um, advice is, um, make your characters defy expectations to go against type, to like switch, um, roles around, um, put that, like, you know, put your, um, Put your scientist character in a situation where they can't use their science or whatever. You know, just kind of switch around things so that a character who would be competent in one situation is no longer competent and they have to deal with that. Or say you have your, you know, your classic tough cop character. Make your tough cop love to read romance novels. You know what I mean? Like add quirks and, you know, little things like that that will go against that stereotype and make them into a more well-rounded character.
1: But that does not mean you make random characters or characters that don't make sense. Yes. Um, a blind writer. That is not an interesting character. That is an impossible character. No.
0: Oh. Yeah. Helen Keller. I, okay, I guess. She was like blind, mute, and deaf, and she still wrote things. She spoke. She, had a, she, she gave speeches to people through translators. Like that was a thing that she did. It's not an impossible character. I think that would be a very interesting character to make a blind writer. Fine. Um l- think of a different example. But like um Okay,
1: uh a limbless soldier. It's not possible, Caleb.
0: Okay, yeah, that's definitely not possible.
1: Unless they had like, you know
0: Unless they were a soldier and then they became limbless. Well, yeah, and in but, the process, and they of also soldiering. had like,
1: you know, Prosthetics? Not prosthetics, but like a robotic Oh, yeah, arms and bionic arm. And that legs, makes it yeah. even more interesting because he's now a robotic <laughs> cyborg soldier.
0: <laughs> anyway, what, what Connor's saying is that some combinations of those things would be implausible and just would be silly. So, like. Specifically for the type of story you want to tell, yes, exactly. make sure you're not throwing in some
1: really weird random character that doesn't add anything to your plot. Mm-hmm. It's simply weird because you want
0: it to be different. So, for example, the limbless soldier. Putting him randomly in your... A rom-com. In your rom-com. Why? (laughs) Which which is a romantic
1: comedy, in case you don't know. Yeah. It's a rom-com. Yeah. But yeah, adding somebody who's just just an awesome robotic soldier, putting him into a comedy... I mean, I guess you could kind of make it funny. That's the thing.
0: Like, you could technically do, do anything, anything, but you need to be cautious about doing just anything. Yeah, you need to be like, okay, is what I'm doing to make to try to make this more interesting, quote unquote, um, actually going to enhance the story, or if I, or am I just doing it because I think some this story needs something more? You need to be uh, have a focus. So, like, okay, I'm writing this romantic comedy novel. I want this to be funny and heartfelt. Anything that tries to, like, cl- like, clashes with that feel shouldn't be in the book. Obviously, you can make things that are sad, but if your primary focus is, okay, I want this to be funny and heartfelt, then... Um, you're not gonna suddenly have a bunch of guys with guns come blazing in and start shooting up the place because that won't make any sense. That won't make the plot more interesting. That won't make your characters more interesting to suddenly introduce like a gruff mercenary. You know what I mean? Like...
1: To be fair, that could be pretty funny in the ra- <laughs> under the right circumstances. Dang it, we funny. keep coming up
0: with the wrong
1: thing. But no, but what we're saying is you can't put something that... Okay, so having a bunch of mercenaries run into the room and start shooting everybody, If that's a, if, that, if you make that funny then it fits. But if you make it, if you take something from another genre, like, like, they just come in there and it turns into an action movie on the spot. That's not funny. That's just, okay, what, what's going on here? You mm-hmm. might think it's funny because you're like, wow, this guy's an idiot. But, it's, it's not, um, it doesn't add anything to the romantic comedy part of it. It just adds action. And your romantic comedy doesn't need action. It needs romantic comedy.
0: Unless that means like a piano falling on a guy or something like Yeah, that.
1: Yeah, that, see, that's funny.
0: <laughs> or you, slapstick humor. Yeah. What? Like people getting hurt and it's funny. That's what slapstick no. is. So, like, I just thought grind, it was grind too, but... shots. That's, yeah, it's crude that's humor. That's slapstick humor. Crude humor. Well, slapstick doesn't have to be crude. Like, a pie putting a pie in someone's face is slapstick humor. Ah, because you're slapping the pie in their face and it sticks? Sure. (laughs) Pretty sure that's where it came from. Okay. Um, I think it it, actually just came from the fact that people were slapping each other with sticks. That is also a fair (laughs) point. (laughs) Okay, so, you know, but what I'm basically saying here with this first one is, you know, go against expectations. Make your um, nerdy character, you know, interested in... uh, Chemistry. No, that's exactly <laughs> what I'm saying not to do. Actually. How about alchemy? No. Blacksmith. Ma- no, no. Make your nerdy character like... Oh, A wa- Wiccan. Wa- <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, maybe, but uh, I really... Uh, make your nerdy character like an MMA fighter. You know what I mean? Like something that what? that contrasts. Because that will make but, them more yeah. interesting. That will make them more well-rounded. Because no one person is going to be completely nerdy like the stereotype nerd. They're going to have things that can conflict like that. So, like, like an example, like, with us. What would you think of an example with me of, like, something that conflicts? Like, from what I kind of am, this emotional, you know, artist kind of type, what's something that goes against that for me? Or am I just a complete stereotype? <laughs>
1: I'll pass. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Dude, I don't, I don't there know. has to be something. I mean I don't know.
0: <laughs> so I guess I'm not a well rounded character. <laughs> no,
1: you're you're just well I don't know. Like I don't I'm not good at thinking of traits or compliments for people or anything of the sort, so
0: Well, okay, so ENFP. What's something that I go against the grain with for ENFP? And by ENFP, I mean the... um,
1: Extroverted, intuitive, feeling, prospecting.
0: From the MBTI personality theory. Which I'm going to have the link to in the lighter notes now.
1: (laughs) No, I literally have no idea. I don't know. I just You're just a person. I can't... Like, if you gave me, like, an hour, and I, like, watched you do things for an hour, then I'd be like, ah, there's that! But nothing... I don't know. I'm not good at stuff like that. Do you, do, it for, do it for me.
0: Okay. So you're so you're you're ISTJ. You're very logical, practical, no nonsense kind of person. But when you teach kids, you get like crazy, and you you get like super well, into it. No, that, but but that's logical. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I, I'm, saying, a logical I'm saying logical. I'm saying someone else. Okay, someone looking at your life, how s- serious you are most of the time, and then just randomly seeing you interact with a child. That would be a contrast that would be interesting in a book. You know what I mean? Like, okay. this this kind of person oh, yeah. who's just kind of, like, quiet a lot and just very serious. And then a kid comes in just like, oh,
1: hi! But, but it makes sense because he's a logical character. Exactly. And that's exactly. the...
0: the... You, and that's why we we said, don't do something that doesn't fit. And ha- Like, make it
1: weird, but make it have a logical explanation as yes. to why. Or if the per- person isn't logical, then he could even be, like... You could even be, like, from his point of view and him thinking about how... The things that he do he does isn't logical, but that makes sense because he's not a logical character. Sure, yeah, like just make make it, like Consistent. go through yeah, go through like your character's mind and just his everyday actions and think: Would this character actually do this? What would be the reasoning behind this character?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And just try not to stretch it as as much as you can. Try to you know make it fit as much as you can. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I uh, will say though, if you are actually going for a comedy. The more you stretch it, I think the funnier it is.
0: It depends on what kind of comedy you're yeah. doing, though. If you're doing, like, a screwball comedy, like, the, the situations are just crazy, then obviously you want to stretch that. But if you're just doing, like, a um, a simple, like, rom-com, most of the time you don't want to stretch the situations too far or else it just gets ridiculous. Because you want yeah. it to be simple, light-hearted, you know... And all
1: this is up to you, it just depends on, you need to figure out what you want the book to be about, specifically, and then make everything fit. I think that's the rule of thumb when you're writing a book and trying to make it, you know, more interesting or whatever, Mm -hmm. is to keep with the theme, um, but look for ways that you can make it interesting. You don't always need to, and most of the things that you can use to make it more interesting, quote unquote, would probably just make it weirder or crazier in
0: a way that's unneeded. Mm Mm-hmm. All right. So the second tip I have here is give them an interesting quirk. So yes. So <laughs> well, well, that's basically what we we're talking about before. Is like yeah, but make... like more specifically. So you know, you have a, a character who just okay, he's there. Now he's talking with some random person. Okay, so you know, your main character goes okay, to a market let's... and meets with a merchant. The merchant gives him his equipment, and then the, the main, your main character leaves. That's boring. If you if. Even with super minor characters like the merchant, a guy meets in a marketplace. If you give him just one little thing that just signify and makes him different, that will stick in your and a reader's mind, and that will immediately make them more interesting. So, like, make him have a curly stash. Yeah, exactly. Make him have a ridiculous mustache,
1: and or ha- and have it, he like calls his mustache something and talks to it while he's talking to the merchant.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> what do you think, Curly? As you can see, Connor is good at this.
1: What? I just thought of the most ridiculous thing I could (laughs) possibly think of. I think that would
0: actually be kind of interesting to have an insane merchant who talks to his mustache, though. (laughs)
1: Well, yeah, but not as like a random character, you would have to be a little bit more of a prominent character than just the That's guy he point. buys
0: stuff from <laughs> and he's just sitting there <laughs> petting and talking to his mustache. Unless you wanted to make some sort of point about yeah. people in this quadrant being really weird, <laughs> you know, stuff like that. And so a lot, all of these tips are going to come down to, um, what are you trying to do? Yeah. You have to figure out your goals and stick to your goals.
1: Like, you, okay, you can be a discovery writer, which is, you know, I just write on the fly. just write what, it, you know, comes to me. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a discovery writer.
0: But that means you have to go back and then do yeah. a second draft and make it, like, say, okay, now I wrote this. My favorite part of this of writing that first draft that didn't make any sense was this specific theme. Like, okay, this this love plot between these two characters. I want to make the book about that. And so you rewrite it, or, you know, or at least just revise it. And that's go not what I was going for at all. Just OK, just well, you know, I'm going to go with this okay. and and revise it and say, OK, I'm going to make this the focus now. And then you start weeding out the things that don't follow that, that don't yeah. improve that.
1: I but, was thinking I was thinking we were in Discovery Writer just to have, you know, I, OK, I want to write a book where the focus is about um, let's go. Let's go off The Last of Us. The focus was that's a video game, by the way. Yeah. Uh, this guy who lost his daughter in the zombie apocalypse mm-hmm. and then finds this other random girl. And just has an attachment to her simply because he wants to have that you know that daughter, daughter figure, figure in his, his life, life again. again. That Whoa. was weird. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, that's, I know there. Yeah, that, that's that's all it is. I mean, and like that, it, in the bare bones of that story. That's, that's, what that's it is. All that it's story a daughter father
0: relationship. And
1: then you add a bunch of zombies and a zombie apocalypse into it, mm-hmm. and then it becomes a full fledged story. Yep. But and that's what you want to do with um
0: you know. But, but that's not because the zombies are clashing with that story. It's because everything about the zombies and the setting and everything that's happening in the story is leading back to that main focus of the father-daughter story. Yeah. So um, when
1: you're discovery writing or just writing it all, keep that in the back of your mind of, okay, this is what I want to accomplish with this story and make sure that you don't go off in something else. Yes. Especially if you're like halfway down the road or even just a quarter down the road and you're like, actually, no, I I kind of want it to go this way. Don't keep it, keep it the way it is. Unless you want to write a different story. Mm -hmm. Like if you want, if you want to not go back and write everything over again, which you will have to do anyway, not like over again, but like you will have to go back and revise revise it it, and stuff like that. Um, but don't write a story and then be like, let's go this way instead. Or, oh, maybe I'll come back this way because that
0: shows in the way you write it. But it depends. I mean, if you're a discovery writer and you, you will like doing that, but then you, as long as you go back and then yeah. do what I said and revise it to find that main focus, then it's and, fine. Yeah, like it, foreshadow- it's all depending on your writing style, but we're saying like end goal for all novel writing, story writing should be, okay, let's nail on this focus. Or, or, you know, you can have multiple focuses, depending on the the length of the work. Like, you couldn't say, like, with The Way of Kings, that there's... There may be, like, one really, really broad focus, but there's several, mi- like, smaller focuses within that novel. Like, yeah. I don't know if we could find one specific thing that The Way of Kings That's because is.
1: It, it is so hardcore from each person's perspective. Yes. And there's so... It's it's a different story for each person. It's, it's not... It's not, like... Each person has, like, 20 different things going on. It's yeah. one per- – each person um, is in the world and with everything that's happening, but their focus is on one thing. Yes. Until it's resolved.
0: Mm-hmm. And then they move on. Uh, real quick, let's jump over to plot because you reminded me of something. Um, the number one – or the first tip I wrote down for plot was um, – you know, to make plot more interesting is to make a subplot that, but, but then with the caveat that it's relevant to the main plot. And when you were saying, okay, don't go on a side trip, that just doesn't make any sense. That means when you are going to include a subplot and those can be very, very engaging, like say, okay, there's a romance going on in the middle of this epic fantasy book. That's a subplot, but it has to tie in with the rest of it, of everything. It can't, it basically, um, I've heard it said like this, if the subplot does not change anything about the main plot, then the subplot shouldn't exist. So if if the subplot is basically a separate story entirely than the main plot, it shouldn't be there. It it, it needs to be cohesive. So you you can't just have them go on a random side quest that leaves them in the same place they were at the beginning of the side quest. Like, it doesn't make any sense. Why did you have that there in the first place? So a good subplot is going to change the main plot and then the main plot will change the subplot and so on and so forth. Like they should be intertwining rather than running parallel to each other. Yep. Yeah. All right. Going back to characters. Number three, I wrote down, make them funny. Um, and this isn't like a hard and fast rule all of the time. I'm not saying you should make all of your characters funny. But if you are having trouble making a character engaging and interesting, maybe make them funny. That's that's an option you have, Uh, because a lot of times, you know, especially for main characters, like if you're having trouble, like making a reader sympathize with your main character or understand them, giving them a sense of humor can definitely like just increase the interest because you laugh with them and then you start to understand them, especially because of the type of humor that you give them. Like, for example, the John Cleaver series, Um, one of the main reasons that you like John, uh, John Cleaver, the main character of that of those books is because he's funny and he's he a sociopath, a... so it's really hard to empathize with him. But you can simply because he has those kind of quirks that you understand, like humor and he you know, has a, a sense very, of justice.
1: He has a very sarcastic, biting kind of humor. And it's hilarious yes. every time he speaks.
0: <laughs> I've heard it just... <sighs> des- Bless you, my son. <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>. I've heard <laughs> it described um, that John Cleaver makes you laugh. And then makes you scowl because you realize you shouldn't have laughed at that. And then huh. makes you laugh again because you laugh that you make it made him scowl. <laughs> hmm. It's complicated. Yes, but but you know, basically, it's along the lines of, oh, you made a, oh, that's a funny joke. Oh, I shouldn't have laughed at that. That was actually really horrible and depressing. Oh, uh, uh, you made me think that. That's funny. Uh, I've never done that. <laughs> well, basically, it's along the lines of. <laughs> Maybe that's just, that was my reaction to a lot of his humor was like, I laughed and then I was like, I looked at it and I'm like, that's actually really dark. And then I got like, kinda, and then I just laughed again because I'm like, but he made me laugh. So it worked. Well, I mean, I always go
1: through and I'm like, huh, that was a terrible line, but it's, it's, it's funny because it's a book and because, you know. John John because is because it's from John yeah, John yeah. is better than all of these people even though he's a, complete <laughs> a jerk to all of them it's so funny but he's he's still a better person than the rest of these people. Yeah. so that is why I could laugh at him making fun of them because he had a right to because they were all they all hated him because he was better than them and was still a sociopath yeah <laughs> it's like hey you're better than me while I hate you because you have a disability and I'm and I'm still not better than you You're still better than me, even though you have a disability, and I hate you for it. Yeah, that's a lot of that book. Yep, (laughs) of of the first book. Essentially, yeah, that's basically all the characters. They're just like, (laughs) wow, you're so much better, and I hate that.
0: (laughs) Um, If you don't know what we're talking about at all, John Cleaver series by Dan Wells. um, The first book is called "I Am Not a Serial Killer." Fantastic series. Totally recommend it. It's very dark, so keep that in mind. But okay, it's
1: not very dark. Like it's it a horror not, book. Yes, so it, it is. That. It is a horror book, but it's not like, you know, he skins somebody alive, and you're watching the descriptions of him skinning this guy alive. He just all. thinks
0: about skinning people alive yes. a lot.
1: <laughs> it's all just in his head, but he fights that. It's and definitely that is, a
0: yeah. psychological horror.
1: That is that is the point of the story. It's, it's not like. You know, Let's ooh. make this as gory as possible, yeah. It's it's the fact that he doesn't want to make his life as gory as possible. <laughs> and he's
0: struggling to yes. fight
1: that urge because he's a sociopath. And that's why it's such a good story is because it adds dark um, stuff in it without making you, without saying... Ooh. Unnecessarily offending you with that dark stuff. Yes, and he's not putting it in there because, ooh... You know this dark stuff is totally okay, and you know whatever he's putting it in there from this person's perspective, and he knows it's wrong and fights it with every breath he has. So it's it's a, it's a good versus evil mm-hmm. um, story, and uh, it's like it's basically with a person that's
0: much more self aware of their evil nature than yes. most characters are.
1: Um and um, like that that is the way you use you need to use like dark and evil things in your stories is to make sure that it it is a battle between good and evil and not ooh this person's just a terrible human being and f- for fun like it, it is the same it is the same it principle it when depends you're on what your
0: character perspective is like if you have a pers- if you're telling a story from the perspective of a character who would think like that obviously oh, well, yeah. that's going to come across well
1: no but like you don't want your story okay If you're a Christian, you Uh, don't want to tell a story that is just about this guy being a total,
0: like... Evil, horrible person mutilating all these people. That is not a good story That doesn't make any sense.
1: But what I'm trying to say is, like, in the Bible, there are tons of super dark things. But the the reason that it's in there and it's okay is because you're not condoning any of it and every person meets justice in the end. Mm-hmm. And that is what you need to tell in your story is specifically for your bad guys is you can make your bad guys as evil and as dark as you possibly want as long as you make sure that they're the bad guy and that's not like you're not condoning anything that they're doing even if like the main character's like, hey, he actually had good intentions from this but he still just brutally murdered that person. That was, that was still wrong. Mm-hmm. Like, he he just nuked a city. That's wrong. But hey, that was clever. But,
0: you know. And and a lot of times you can get away with that. Like, even if you have a perspective um, of a character who does think that they are completely in the right. Yeah. You can get away with that with other characters calling him out. Yeah. Or, you know, know, stuff like that. Just giving multiple perspectives on a single moral decision can definitely go a long way with that. Even if you don't, like, provide an answer, which you probably shouldn't anyway like at least unless it's a yeah. character's discovery the, yeah. an the
1: character should be like hey this is right this is wrong
0: but you, you should not you as t- a narrator yes. aren't gonna say like stop the book and then have a footnote at the bottom yeah. and say this is actually the right moral decision in this situation then they reference all these verses <laughs> unless that's the kind of book you're doing and actually now that i think about it that actually might be very interesting to write a book like that we have problems <laughs> Don't
1: do this. But that actually looked really interesting in this case, but don't do that.
0: So uh, another tip for making your stories more interesting. N- everything is permittable, <laughs> yes. but not everything is beneficial. <laughs>
1: everything is possible, but that doesn't mean it will always
0: work. Yes. Like, that's a much better way of explaining it. Like
1: every, that. every, uh, idea
0: could be a good story, but it's finding the right every... mix of ideas that... Yeah like blend well together that will make a good story every idea could be a good story but not every story is a good idea Oh, that, that's pretty
1: awesome or not every good story is a good idea and sometimes okay like like you take away Pokemon and all it is is people going around capturing things like capturing like weird animals and then they train them and fight with them that's a cool idea but how Pokemon did it was terrible. <laughs> now, it takes something like a... Uh, actually a good point. Like Lord of the Rings. One ring... Uh, the, the, the entire goal is to throw this evil thing, <gasps> this evil little piece of gold, into a volcano. That's a terrible story. It sounds ridiculous. It's, it's like, oh, we must go to the mountain and throw this piece of gold <laughs> and, the and into the mountain.
0: The, the mountain is called Mount Doom. Yeah.
1: <laughs> In retrospect, that sounds like a terrible idea,
0: but it, it was a, it was, you but know. he made it so mature, yes. like in everything else that he made you, and this is the thing, he made you suspend your disbelief. There are things in Lord of the Rings and in with any, any fantasy story or science fiction story, you know, any story that making you believe something that isn't true, that will be ridiculous. But the goal is to make other things so plausible that the ridiculous thing, you'll just pass by that and accept it because you're like, oh, well, he explained how the Rohirrim, the society functions so believably that I'm going to totally believe that there's a giant volcano in the middle of this dark land that you have to throw a ring into and then you save the world.
1: Yeah, that makes sense. You know, so. If you prove your intelligence to everything else, your, your supposed dumb ideas won't seem as bad to everybody else. Like the to the people that you prove your intelligence to, they would be like,
0: hey, I, I, I don't care what you else you do, you have proved to me that you're going to end everything else." Brandon well. Sanderson, yeah. That that that's one of the things. Like, the, I I don't think there's a single other writer except for like, um, Den Wells, and yeah, David Eddings, that I would just read a book without any prior knowledge of and know. Without yep. a doubt that I will be satisfied at the end of that book. Like, it can it start out with the dumbest thing ever.
1: You'd be like, what? That's really, that makes <laughs> yep. no sense and that's really stupid. Or, hey, you just killed off all of the main characters. Now I don't know what you're going to do. Uh-huh. you gonna be like, oh, I totally hate this book. But you'd know because of the writer has proved to you beforehand mm-hmm. that he is an intelligent
0: writer and he will work out things well enough that you will be satisfied. And that's why you can read a 1,200 page Brandon Sanderson novel yep. and still stick with it. Yep. Is because we read the the 600-page Brandon Sanderson novel and it was awesome. All right, so we're gonna get one more tip here um, before we sign off, and uh, it's another character tip. Um, One of the things you need to remember is that you want to make your characters intelligent, And, and okay, unless they're like they're specifically stupid for a very good reason, you shouldn't do idiot plotting. Yes. And what that is is making the plot only work if a character makes a stupid decision that they wouldn't make normally so like okay so gandalf he uh actually does take the one
1: ring and uh just becomes evil and becomes the next sauron and they just fight to the death and that's it. <gasps> that's, that's called idiot plotting you're, you're making this extremely intelligent character make a decision he wouldn't make even though i guess technically the one ring could have deceived him
0: I think, okay, I think a better example of that would be, okay, uh, romantic comedies do this a lot where they have, okay, uh, there's a misunderstanding between our our two main characters and one of the people, neither of them just talk to each other and try to explain their differences. Instead, they like go talk to everyone else and just get super angry at that person and just don't communicate and then there's a huge misunderstanding and just get blown out of proportion. If that's the only thing that is keeping your characters from consummating their love and getting together, then you're not writing a good book. And you, sh- yeah, that's stupid. Like, it, it, the, it, there's- romantic comedies often rely on miscommunication, but if you're going to do that, you have to make the miscommunication believable. You have to say, all right, These characters aren't talking to each other about this problem they have because, you know, she has daddy issues and she doesn't trust men, you know, something like that. They have to be a plausible reason why the character wouldn't go and just talk to the person, you know, that kind of stuff. Or there actually was hurt that went through or like somebody
1: actually made a really dumb decision and they just don't trust each other anymore. Like, um... Not like, okay, it's an insane miscommunication. It's more like, hey, you did that. I don't care about you anymore because I don't trust you anymore. And that is a plausible story. If somebody actually does make a mistake yes. that pertains to their character, it's not like, oh, I am a perfect dressmaker and I made you know, uh, my wife uh, just a terrible dress and now she hates
0: me. That's a really weird example. Yeah, but it's like, why did I make
1: a terrible choice? Tra- it just
0: happened. Like I don't know. It's just like, it's just like the force. Just... I, cu- I couldn't make another one yeah. because I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm made out of dresses. Yeah, it was way <laughs> too much. my money. job. Uh, but yeah, that's a so, weird example. That was a really dumb example.
1: <laughs> but um, or it just could be, you know, like I don't, or like they just don't. Um, I completely forgot what my other point would be <laughs> I figured if I just kept speaking it, it would just come to <laughs> I, me. Don't, I, I, I don't I <laughs> don't uh... <laughs> but okay what we want to say the the point we're trying to get across here is don't make your character be smart and then make a really stupid decision just because that'll make the plot more interesting make the plot more interesting by making a foreshadowed having somebody make a foreshadowed mistake in which that they they either had no other choice like they made the best decision with the knowledge they had or it's part of their character flaw. Yeah, it's part of their character flaw. Don't make them be like, hmm, I think I
0: won't grab that thing. And think, I think I'll just let everybody die. <laughs> yeah, I think I won't call nine one one and just stand there yeah. watching everyone get shot in the face when I'm two hundred feet away. There's no possible um, way that the the person who's shooting them is gonna see me. I'm just gonna stand here and watch instead of calling nine one one or doing anything plausible. I'm just gonna stand here, do nothing. Yeah. If if or you... okay, actual example: Man of Steel. No, Superman, don't use your powers. I'll just stand here so the tornado kills me instead of running over and saving myself. Yeah, doesn't make any sense. Yeah, <sighs> that's like the one main thing problem I had with that movie. Yeah, but also I will say, like
1: going back to the nine one one example. Let's say the guy is sitting there and he's like, "Oh!" And he pulls out his phone and it was dead because he was texting his girlfriend all night. That is a good mistake that the character made. He's like, "Crap! Mm. Now I can't call the cops and I just have to sit here and watch, because he, you know, he was texting his girlfriend, you know, making kissy faces, doing some
0: Snapchat. That's like, a really awesome.
1: Yeah, yeah. And he's like, "Oh, dang! Phone's dead." and
0: so this is the thing then. If you want, if you need a mistake to be made for your plot to work think of a fix like connor just did okay we we need the character to not be able to use his phone in this situation we need it to be plausible okay we already have a subplot with a romance let's just use that he doesn't randomly
1: drop his phone he doesn't trip yeah. and drop his phone and it just breaks like it would make sense if he's like a gunshot he he like freaks out and throws his phone and it breaks <laughs> that would make sense but not him just like walking along trips break his phone Ah, oh, dang boom 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 what oh people are storming the room
0: but also an example there i would think that the uh, making kissy faces at your girlfriend all night and your phone dies is a much better fix than i dropped my phone yeah and this is an example of don't just use the first fix you find think of all the possible fixes or all the possible interesting things you can add to your plot or your character and then choose the one that you think works best and maybe even just experiment choose one Write it out a little bit. If you don't like it, change it. Or give it to someone to read, and if they don't like it, then okay, there might be a problem here. A lot of times with, uh, and I'll just give this one last tip before we we head off here. Um, people reading your work can be invaluable for figuring out what makes a character or a plot interesting um just having people read it and just see what they think not not that they're gonna like try to say oh i think you need a kangaroo in this book and you know obviously you don't want that like don't want to try to have them fix the story for you because you the writer should be able to do that it's just a rom-com with a kangaroo (laughs) hey it could work if it's australia
1: let's think about this somebody imports a kangaroo and lets it lets it run loose around janesville And the reason these two don't get together is the kangaroo comes around and kicks one of them in the face and it disfigures them, all because his uncle let a kangaroo roam free in Janesville. That's actually a really good idea for a rom-com. And the lady has to decide whether or not she likes the guy, even though his face is completely disfigured We've
0: come up with like a billion ideas for rom-coms in this episode. I'm not sure why. Well,
1: I don't know. I just threw that out right away and was just... (laughs) I mean, rom coms are ridiculous
0: enough that you can do anything with mm, them. That's so true. Yeah, but I mean, you can them, make it a, um, a whole story off of people thinking you're the fiance yes. of a guy in a coma.
1: <laughs> like, yeah, that. Uh, <laughs> you you could also just make it as ridiculous as possible when you and you don't have to be clever about it. It's just like this is funny because it's weird and random. And other things, it's like um for the character to make a big mistake to have the problem. Like, oh, I was texting my girlfriend all night. That is a clever Mm -hmm. um, problem, and the other problem is just, oh, well, that's the weirdest thing I could think of. (laughs) Wow, a kangaroo came
0: over and kicked the phone out of my hands, and I can't call the police.
1: (laughs) Oh, dang that uncle.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Now, that's a rom-com right there. Yep. (laughs) We just mix all of those things together. Uh, but yeah, as I just said, uh, re- beta readers and alpha readers are invaluable for that kind of um, stuff. And what about? In, and by alpha and beta readers, I mean alpha, like the first draft, people reading the first draft, and beta readers reading the second draft. So What about gamma? What, if, what about gamma readers? What if you have a third draft? At the point, gamma readers are more like um, copy editors and stuff like that. People who are just looking for grammatical stuff rather than... Like at that point, when you get to gamma edits, that's supposed to be like... You know, you have most of the story done, and it's just proofreading now. That's what the actual lingo means, so. Oh. What about Delta Readers? I I think that's the real, like, you, that's on the shelves. <laughs> so we're all Delta Readers? <laughs> I don't know. Bone. I have no idea. I'm Mind just kind of, I would just made up that last bit. <laughs> oh, really? I have no idea what Delta Reader would be. I thought you knew, Caleb. Uh, I, I don't, I'm sorry. All right. Well, there you go, Carly. We got some tips for you there. And anyone else who likes to write stories like I do quite a bit.
1: And if you don't want to write a rom comedy or a rom com, that's okay. We understand.
0: (laughs) You don't have to. Yeah.
1: We weren't trying to. I'm sure that civilization will
0: will forgive you if you decide to write something more intelligent than a rom com.
1: (laughs) But if you do want to write a rom com, you know, it's it's okay. You're intelligent. We're all all good. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. (laughs)
0: That's definitely what I meant job Caleb. Yeah. I, t- I typically like um movies for a rom-com way more than a book for a yeah. rom-com. Well,
1: because rom-coms are instant entertainment. And you know, everything else is like, you know, not instant entertainment. Like it's it's more
0: than just books are usually face value. more academic than m- a
1: rom-com. <laughs> <laughs> like Inception, you really have to think about watching that movie. And um, you know, while you're sleeping, you just sit there and laugh. Yep or leap year you just sit there and laugh because there's there's nothing else to do there's nothing else to figure out if you're talking about a mystery it's better in a book well i was tense and more. leap
0: year because i wanted them to get together and i didn't know how it's gonna happen to be fair I, I i figured that out like really yeah i was just I like didn't. yeah that's gonna happen that's mostly because i don't analyze stories as i watch them or read them i usually just do it after the fact all uh, right well i mean but yeah that. there you go
1: good luck carly we will be your Alpha, Beta, and Gamma, and Delta readers.
0: Yeah, totally. Like, no, I'm actually serious. If you would love, if you would like to um, send us any of your writing, I will gladly read it and give you feedback. Like, any day, any time. As long as you can take feedback, we will criticize your <laughs> book. No, I'm saying that because it's not like,
1: we're, we're not being like, oh, this is dumb, and you know, yeah, like, yeah. you just did a terrible job here. We, we When you send us this, we're going to be like, okay, this doesn't work here this is this is how we think it should work here or mm-hmm. look this we don't think this is
0: satisfying for us you should do something else here mm-hmm. we won't try to fix it for you as yeah. we said numerous times that we won't do and that I don't like when people do but we'll give you honest emotional reactions to yeah. everything here yeah, would we'll be there so, yeah. Yeah. so if your book
1: is you know well yeah no send us your book we'll <laughs> criticize it send it back to you I mean that, that's so we do a lot we yeah criticize art <laughs> that's basically
0: what most of this podcast is yeah. <laughs> we're, we're telling people how to um make art that you know is and connor doesn't even make art at all oh yeah no I, i've tried to <laughs> multiple times but,
1: but i know just that lazy. i can't no, no i know that just, i can't no
0: you're just too lazy i uh, know you, no, i know you I could can't. if you actually tried no. but you just don't have you read soul thief recently yes connor it was terrible The ideas were awesome, and you would just have to keep writing, and then you'll get better at them. But that would I had horrible stuff at the beginning,
1: like ridiculously. Your stuff was amazing at the beginning.
0: No, it was not. No, it was not. No, it was not. It's more interesting than my stuff at the beginning. That is true, but that doesn't mean that you can't be interesting. No, Kim, I can't be interesting. Yes, you can. I can never be interesting again. Yes, you can. And if you and David and I would just get together for a writing group and we just forced each other to write a chapter every week, it would be fine, and everything would be good. All right, we're done with the podcast. But yeah, you can find us on Twitter at Christ underscore art underscore show at Facebook at Facebook.com slash Christian Artist Show and at our website at com. Thank you so very, very much for listening. We'll catch you next week.
1: Testing 123 Connor Testing 456 This is the question of the test Now what's your line? No, Connor. <laughs>